0: Meals on Wheels Chicago presents Chicago on Tap, Thursday, April 27th at Theater on the Lake, 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. Join us for a night of beer and bites from over 20 of Chicago's top breweries and restaurants and help raise crucial funds to feed our neighbors in need. You'll get to try 60-plus of the local brews and sample delicious food all while supporting a good cause. This is an event you won't want to miss. To get your tickets, go to MealsOnWheelsChicago.org, click on Events, and look for Chicago on Tap. And if you'd like to save $15 on your ticket with a promo code, be sure to email us at infothemaltinghour.com and put Chicago on tap in the subject, and we'll send you the promo code. Cheers and hope to see you there. Welcome to the Malted Minis, brought to you by the Malting Hour. I am one of your hosts, Tony Golick, joined always with... Brandon Winninger. And welcome, everybody. It's been a little... Well, it hasn't been that long, but we're bringing back the Malted Minis for a little while. We're working on a... January! Yeah, we're working on a bunch of other stuff on the side, so we figured what better thing to do than to throw together a couple of uh, short recordings here for you all to enjoy and for us to enjoy some beer. Brandon, how are you?
1: Good, man. How are you? Pretty good. You know...
0: Good night. Looking forward to this. Uh Kind of a short week because we're recording this the the week of Easter. If you uh you know celebrate, some of you have the day off on Friday. Some of you maybe have a half day, or it's a floating holiday for another day. I'm choosing to go into work on Friday, so I have the following Monday off. Do you though.
1: normally get it off?
0: Yeah, but it's cho- it's a choice of like a floating holiday. I can That's either cool. go in or I can use a floating holiday. So every year I've gone in because it's an easy day. It's a half day. I've Nothing's never going I've
1: on never there. thought to ask at my job to be like. You know, I'm I'm Catholic and Fridays, and I think I'm Catholic on Fridays. (laughs) I'm Catholic only on Fridays. I think isn't Good Friday a holy day of obligation? Yeah, I think so. I feel like it is. I I mean, why else would they giving you unless you're getting the floating holiday because of Easter?
0: It's a floating, yeah. It's 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 a floating holiday because it's Easter, and we also have people who do not celebrate easter so they you know have a chance to use that day for another got it
1: anyway that makes sense
0: so yeah happy uh spring everybody it's spring in chicago what a weird day today it was 70 degrees when i woke up and now it's 35 i love it it really it is it's i didn't wear a coat when i left this morning for work and i threw on two layers to come over to you
1: yeah what's it is it supposed to be cold tomorrow it's,
0: we're, we're, we're like, welcome to the weather hour. It's going to be uh, in the 50s, and then it's like all next week's in the mid-70s. Okay. So by the time this episode, this one comes out, uh, it'll be in the 70s. It's going to be great.
1: Can't wait. Back to it, baby. Anyway, Brandon, what are we drinking from <clears throat> your cellar? <clears throat> we are drinking Ballast Ballast Point. <laughs> Barrel-Aged Victory at Sea. Uh, This is a 2017 High West variant. Uh, Imperial Porter with coffee and vanilla flavors, aged in High West bourbon and rye barrels. If you don't have the description or if it's too small, I have it in front of me. I have a government warning. Cool. (laughs) Should we read that?
0: Uh, All right, here's what it says uh, on Untap. We partnered with our friends at High West Distillery to create a barrel aged version of Ballast Point Victory at Sea, our award winning Imperial Porter with cold steep coffee and vanilla. From a blend of Ballast Point Victory uh, at Sea aged in High West's own bourbon and rye whiskey oak casks, new layers of complexity emerge with notes of soft caramel and smoky oak over a dark chocolate and roasty almond body. Very specific. Uh, high West Crafts Delicious and uh, Distinctive Whiskies to Honor the American West, making it the perfect pairing with our signature San Diego-born porter. Oh, excuse me. A little, a little burp snuck out of there. Um, I, have, I, I, I do know I, I have had this. In fact, I'm going to look at when I had this because I just looked it up on Untapped. Brandon, what are you getting off of, of, of this? And I'll tell everybody when we had this.
1: A little little funky. Really, Um, not 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 so much funky. I I guess um, it's doing that thing with coffee beers that I don't like. Ooh, that happens with some coffee beers. It's not. I don't feel like we're full blown into the red zone yet on that, but it's (laughs) definitely like teetering on like the the coffee's turning and you're starting to taste it. Interesting. I don't know. I feel like I'm not getting vanilla. I'm getting coffee. I'm getting like chocolate. I'm not getting much barrel.
0: This is very interesting to hear. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So real quick, I gave this back in. Oh, on Christmas Day, I did have this uh, at Cousin Paul's Uh, Christmas Day 2017. I had this and I gave it a 4.5 and said outstanding. Um, I meant to look at which it probably was back then. Yeah, I mean, it's, so I'll tell you this, I, you have never checked this in, so I don't know what you felt about it. So it's funny that what I was, I was shocked by what you said, because although I feel like it's fallen off a little bit, Mm -hmm. um, I get barrel, like an oakiness, Uh the coffee, I could see what you're talking about. I didn't, I didn't really think about, there's a bitterness to it now that I don't really enjoy. It's maybe it is like I swirled it around a little bit more too. It is kind of teetering on that, like, is this going to be green pepper or not? It's more of a spice,
1: but that could also be coffee. And I don't know if that coffee with the rye, because it is rye uh, barrels as well. Yeah. And I think that's just kind of what I'm hyper focusing on. There's probably more there, but I've got to get past this. Like,
0: and I got vanilla in the aroma. Not so much in the taste. The other thing I have to remember is that it's an an Imperial Porter. Getting it in the
1: aroma, too. So, yeah, Mm. I'm definitely I'm picking up on the vanilla. But man,
0: now that you say that, and I don't know if I changed your mind, but now in my head I've got like the weird coffee flavor, like that little bit of like green pepper,
1: and, and that's what I was like hyper focusing on. Yeah, and I'm, I'm trying, trying to. I'm trying not to. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm too. trying to find the other stuff now, and I'm and I'm starting to. Um, like you said, there is there is a slight oakiness in there that I, that I'm starting to pick up on. So, um, all right, that last
0: sip I took. Maybe because I rushed it, I am I feel like I'm burning through this beer right now, which is not a good idea because we've got so <laughs> much going on. I, there's a bitterness that's lingering, and again, this is not a knock at this beer. This no. beer
1: has been sitting since 2017. Where it's been sitting, I don't know. Yeah. So this was one of the beers that I got in the giveaway group when somebody gave me just a bunch of whole random ass beers. Nice. This was in there.
0: Yeah, and it's. I, like I said, I remember having this beer in Latvia. They did other Victory at Seas like there's a peppermint one, yeah. and coconut one, vanilla ones, so a whole bunch of other Like this was in the heyday of when Ballast Point was really like popping off with. Like I really thought they were going to be the brewery that I was going to buy from all the time. And then <clears throat> I don't know what happened. You know what happened? <laughs> Kings and Convicts. That happened. <laughs> um, also, I don't know if Kings and Convicts had anything to do with it, but when excuse me, when it was uh. Almost $15. I know this sounds crazy, but back then, when it was $15 for a six-pack of the Grapefruit Guppy. Oh, yeah. Not Grapefruit Guppy. Grapefruit Sculpin. sculpin yeah. Mm-hmm. Grapefruit Guppy is pipework. Yeah. <laughs> the Grapefruit uh, Sculpin. That felt like a direct, like, I don't know, a fuck you to the customers. Like, yeah. I, it, it, it was not that expensive when it first came out, and all of a sudden, the price shot up because people were buying it. I don't know if it was a supply and demand thing. Didn't ever hear anything about it. But the other, like, Sculpins were were great. But the Grapefruit one was really started selling. And all of a sudden, the price went up. And it kind of, like, turned me off from Ballast Point.
1: Part of me wonders. So around 2015, I feel like it was, um, Ballast Point actually initially got acquired by Constellation Brands. Mm-hmm. And Constellation Brands was, like, a um, whole owner or a majority owner in, like, Corona and, like... Well, and also a lot of distilling stuff. is, too, yeah. Yep. Um, so I feel like that is when I started to see the a lot of price changes, too. Yeah. Um, so that definitely had probably something to do with it. And then now, like, with the whole, like, Kingston Convict thing, like... Like, they closed the Ballast Point location we had here. Yeah. And that, and I never had a chance to oh, go. Man,
0: I went there uh, with Laura and a couple, and it was a... Like, make your own succulent, like yep. beer and, and plant thing. Yeah, I mean. And it was, we used cans, you know. Of, That's cool. It was awesome. And I got to try a whole bunch of beers. And I actually bought, they had two, th- like, sport themed hat and scarf combos, which I still have. One was the, it said Ballast Point, and one was the color of the Bears. And the other one was the San Francisco 49ers, which is funny because they didn't do the San Diego Chargers. Huh. But still, you know, California and Chicago yeah. based teams. um Kind of wish I got the 49ers one too. Anyways, it was a great <laughs> spot. And, you know, their beers were. Still really good. I don't even know if I see Ballast Point beers around anymore. I know they've like scaled back a lot. I haven't really followed the story after Kings and Convicts got them, and then did did something else happen after that? Did
1: they just like say was, we're done? Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. Remember, I think they had a couple other locations, maybe that they might have shut down. What sucks
0: is that I feel like when I discovered this beer, is when I also discovered like. La uh barrel-aged stouts, and it was kind of like a nice alternative to like waiting for like a Bourbon County or any other big stouts that were being released here in Chicago. It's like, oh, like Dragon's Milk, we've talked about before, like Dragon's Milk is always really tasty. I like it. It's not a big thick stout, but it's a nice stout that has barrel character to it that it's a good barrel-aged beer. Like it's, it's a solid type of beer, and now they do... You know, so many different versions, they have like their reserve series that come out that really, I think, has helped make Dragon's Milk much more exciting, you know, with variants coming out. And all of them are really good. The only one I didn't like was a, fuck, what was it? A rum, a rum barrel aged one. I didn't really care for it because I don't really care for, I don't really like rum that much.
1: Isn't there a new one that just came out? I don't know if you had sent it to me. I think
0: so. well, it's their triple mash one that's, that's that that they mash. do, and the triple mash is really good. They also did a collaboration with Benny's. I haven't tried that, but they've done like s'mores, and they've done peppers and double barrel. Uh, it just it, they they've done that, but that's kind of what I was hoping was going to happen i think at the time when these beers are coming out they're like oh okay good so victory at sea already has like it's already an imperial porter and they've got these variants and now they're doing barrel age versions of it too that's exciting they were four packs i think they're like 15 maybe 16 bucks or even like 14 when they were coming out so it was like something that was affordable like Lagunitas high westified or wait, am i doing that right High Westified. yes willetized
1: oh yeah the willetized willetized <clears throat> which, which one comes in the
0: four pack now Blaming Willetized, I think. Willetized, they yeah. also
1: did. I think they did a high- They did a high high-westified.
0: High. Yeah. the Willetized is the one they do in the four-packs, and God, the, talk about bang for your buck. $15 for a four-pack of that beer. We did that, I think, on the Christmas episode, our last Christmas episode of the Maltese. Um, when that comes out, I, I feel like we should just buy a case of it because it'll be so cheap. Oh, in yeah. comparison, just having like barrel-aged beers, that'd be a fun beer to maybe that do works. some
1: uh, French press with. But anyways, yeah, just this, this the whole story of it. it's kind of like, what happened to Ballast Point? Yeah. So just as a quick note, I did a a search at like Vinny's and they have, they have some Ballast Point like in stock um, and they have the like Sculpins and it's still $16 for a six pack. <laughs> um, and they have, and well, all the locations currently are sold out, but apparently High West, the Victory at Sea is still a regular that they do.
0: So it'd be nice to maybe maybe we'll try and find that next time I see it I'll see in a if newer you, one. Yeah, if that. But it's funny because it's all sold out, so I don't. They don't. They probably don't have anything in.
1: What's in, crazy though stock. is this this in a Excuse four me, pack is thirteen ninety nine.
0: Yeah, exactly, and that's like the the the, the six Lagunitas. pack of
1: Sculpin is sixteen bucks. Come on.
0: Yeah, that's just insane. But anyways, this um I, I would say that this beer I'm drinking it more. I, it goes back and forth. There's like kind of the green pepper, then not the green pepper. There's some vanilla, then there's no vanilla. There's barrel, and then there's no barrel. And I keep swirling it around to see like everything
1: would just kind of open up and just be there all at once. Yeah, and I feel like it's starting to get better. The Like the warmer it gets, I'm getting more of the niceties that I, that I Ooh, want niceties. out of it. Niceties, I love that word. Yeah. Um, versus like just that, you know, the the potential green pepper. Do you get some floaties in there? It's a liquid floaty. What the hell is it? I don't know, but it was from the beer. Interesting. <laughs> it looks like there's like a
0: brown marker on my finger now. It's now on my pants. Um, I got to say, this one's kind of a great example of why you don't necessarily need to age. And this is not a knock at you, Brandon. You just held on to it because you just did. Because um, somebody gave it to me. Well, yeah, you weren't <laughs> aging it on purpose. But it's another good example of there are certain barrel-aged beers that you really don't have to age. they are... Really good fresh. You should have them fresh. So you can get everything fresh. Some beers do stand the test of time. Um, I feel like so many people have aged barrel aged beers at this point that you could go online and see if there are certain beers worth aging and if there's yeah. other ones not worth aging. Let other people do the do science. the, yeah, do the <laughs> work for you. I mean, we've had some old barrel aged beers on here that were phenomenal. And We've
1: actually, also had old beers that were not barrel-aged that were still also phenomenal.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and this just, for me, is kind of, uh, as as our, our friend Ron would say, a shell of a beer of what it used to be. It feels, and again, this is only because it's from 2017. This is not a knock on the beer now if it's still actually being produced. Um, it used to be a really good beer. So if you guys have any of these... Start drinking them now. Yeah. Make ice cream with it. Uh, make hot sauce with it. Cook with it. Chili. Something. U- unless you like, if you crack it open, you really like it. And, you know, maybe that's may- maybe this is your. It jam. could all
1: be in how it was stored too, because I-, I was not the one who initially stored it. So,
0: there are more floaters of those weird, like on the bottom of this now. Lovely. Something hit my tongue too when I took it. Um. Plug of that so,
1: thing. in its current iteration, uh, if you had to rate it. How many sea shanties would you sing for this beer? (laughs) Uh,
0: For how old it is and where it's at, uh, sea shanties. I would give it two point six five sea shanties. Uh, If someone else, like I'm not so excited to have cousin Paul crack this open anymore. I almost want to tell him to
1: make do do something with it, it, do something,
0: make a chili with it. Like next time he makes chili or stew or something, this this would be good because, especially like a stew or a chili, because the 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 bit of pepper flavor that we're getting from it, yeah. Um, I couldn't put my finger on it. I don't think it was power of suggestion that led me to it. Mm-hmm. But after you said it, that's my brain couldn't wrap around like what it was and it is like there is that green peppery and it was flavor. Like, pew. Yeah, and yeah. I wasn't trying to zero in it either. I was like, no, I'm going to search for other things. And the aroma was still great, but there is that like that coffee kind of kind of turn. So if you guys have this, don't uh, do something with it, Brandon. How many sea shanties would you give this? I'm
1: I'm right close there with you. I was about two and a half. Yeah. So, so
0: it just goes to show, like there are certain beers that uh, you just don't need to age. Drink them fresh while you got them and enjoy them now. Agreed.
1: <laughs> the more you know. It's funny because then I think about it. I'm like, man, what do I have that we should probably drink now? Like,
0: I feel like the but be- like like you said, as far as the way this was stored, when I've seen that beer. I've always seen it like in refrigerated. I've always seen it refrigerated. Yeah. Uh, but then again, it's awesome when I've gone in there. Um, but I feel like the beers that you have, you've also kind of, I don't know whether you planned it strategically or you lucked out on what you got, but like a lot of bourbon counties, like maybe your 12 ounce bourbon counties, those need to, those I don't need know to if go. I, I may have one or two. I'm though. pretty sure you still have a very old OG bourbon county, maybe 12 or 13. If I'm not mistaken. I think you still have one of those. But all the other ones and all the other beers, like there's some sours I know that you have that, like, things like that will just develop or just be as they are. We have had more hits than misses with what's in your cellar also because of the way, I think, the way you've taken care of these beers. Adjuncted beers don't, like, it's rough. You don't know what you're going to get. After a year or two, like even Goose Island says on some of their, you know, barrel-aged beers, Two years max. You should do it. So, Brandon, we're coming up on two years for some reason. Yeah, I think I got
1: lucky, though. Just, you know, my the condo that I was in, I had, you know, a sub-basement almost that had storage room where I literally had a shelf of just beer in there. And then here, it just stays. That room's perfect. Like, every like year round it it never gets over 70 and there, even on like the hottest hottest days
0: what i'd like to do is go in there with you one day and let's build more shelves i want okay. everything on display baby let's separate things because uh, I, I never <laughs> want your seller to go away i want your seller to like shift you yeah. know what i mean like okay so you've reached this point you've got stuff from 2023 you really got to start clearing out the stuff that's from like 10 years ago, which I think, yeah. I think maybe one beer is that far. You know what I'm saying? Like it would be nice to like having a rotating cellar like that where there's certain beers again,
1: drink stuff fresh,
0: but also if you do your research and know that there are beers that age well,
1: it's the way to do it. Yeah. There's no reason. I mean, there's plenty of reasons not to. And if, if it's a beer that is not meant to be aged in any way, that's when you're probably taking a crap shoot. Um, but, like, when we did, what was it, the 2009 Old Stock Ale that we both were, like, the, crazy the over. Yeah, yeah.
0: it was, that beer became one of our most favorite beers. It, it both, I, I don't remember if I put it on, I think I put it on my Maltese. I know that you did. But that was, like, a crazy example of a beer that just happened to taste really, really good being aged. And also, I'm going to throw this out here as well, King Henry. King yeah. Henry, that also tasted awesome. Do you have, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, do you have any, I know you've got a rare or two.
1: I think I've got two rares.
0: Do you still, do you have any, do you have any of the Goose Island 2018 vanilla bottles? I, I don't, don't think, think you so. do. Fuck. I really wish you did.
1: Out of, all, out of all the ones I do have.
0: Yeah, that's wild. I mean, not that one. that's not me being greedy. It'd be awesome if you did, but you don't and it's Okay. All right, um, yeah, so I think that's where we stand on this. Uh, oh, you know, actually, real quick, another good example of why you don't have to age beers, like, when they barrel-age stuff, they're barrel-aging it for you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they're aging it for you. And that's something that founders had said with KBS, that you don't need to age it. We, we've aged it for you. Drink it fresh. Mm-hmm. Fresh is best. And it's true, because we did a vertical of KBS, I think we did five years of it, Something like, with that was- Ron and Mike.
1: Yeah, that was maybe before we had the bar down yeah. here, and we sat we around the a, table yeah. over right over here. We got pictures of that. I got to look for that. And but we did, we did the like, QV.
0: Oh yeah, And that, the QV was so good yeah. at that. But like, there were years that were hits, and there were years that were misses. Overall, though, I think two years out is probably as far as you want to go with like barrel aged beers. Yeah, Adjunctive ones, even sooner, maybe a year. Maybe you want some flavors to like kind of mellow out, or. You want more barrel or something? I don't know. But yeah, that's all I got to say about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's some that I've cracked open recently that I've just been surprised at how well it's aged. And like, I'm never really surprised with Bourbon County like that. No. Usually. Regular Bourbon County.
0: I can taste subtle differences in each year, but that's it. There's never been a year where I was like, this is bad. It's always been like, I really like this year. And I think the last time I felt that way was a few years ago when clark and i did like i think a four-year vertical before going to see the crash test dummies and i think we really liked 2017 regular mm. out of the ones that we had so it was very good
1: okay yeah i could see you, that you
0: probably have one of those lying around probably. possibly all right anyways man you got anything else to anyone about this beer no
1: good though yeah um good
0: not great yeah it's okay actually i'm gonna say that i'm not gonna say good not great i'm gonna say it's okay this beer was fantastic okay for... almost good yeah <laughs> almost good not terrible. <laughs> um, love you, buddy. Love you, too, man. And uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. Cheers. Thank you. This has been The Malting Hour. Be sure to follow us on all social media by searching The Malting Hour and at themaltinghour.com. You can also follow us individually on social media. Brandon can be found on Instagram as bmw81. On Twitter, bw81, and on Untapped as B-Dub drinks beer. Tony can be found on Instagram and Untapped under Ace of Chicago. On Twitter, the Ace Phelps Chicago. Clark can be found as Clarkowski on all three. Dan can be found on Instagram as hip underscore underscore hops and hip hops on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe, like, and rate the show on your preferred podcast listening platform. Until next time, cheers from all of us at the Malting Hour.